Are you thinking about buying a puppy? And you want a happy, healthy pup that's had the very best start? Whatever you do, please don't go online and just buy one like you might get a Hoover. Instead, find a credible, responsible breeder. And for me, choosing a breeder with a pup starts qualification will ensure that your pup is born to health-tested parents, reared and socialized to the highest health and welfare standards. That is so important, and this is why Pup Starts is unique. In fact, it's the only iPet network, level three in dog breeding, litter socialization, and puppy health and welfare. In fact, it's the only off-qual regulated course of its kind in the UK. So before you check out a new puppy, check out a qualified breeder on pupstartsbreeders.com. That's pupstartsbreeders.com. You know it was St. Patrick's Day the other day. Well, that's why we're jumping on Zoom to talk to Katrina Lowry all the way over in Ireland. She runs an amazing sanctuary called the Hilltop Sanctuary, where many animals find themselves very lucky indeed. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Katrina, welcome to A Dog's Life. Oh, thank you. Oh gosh, I'm I'm so excited about this because finally, you know, we're we're connecting. <laughs> I, I know it's amazing. You know, it's so funny because when you know get to know people over Twitter, you you you're in your mind, you think like you're they're your friends and you know them, and then suddenly you appear on Zoom and you're like, oh my God, that's you. <laughs> you know? I know. Always, but I mean I'm loving it because is this, am I right? Is this your first ever Zoom. Yes. And you know what? I'm so grateful to Mike that he he said that that's something nearly to be proud about, that I avoided the whole Zoom world <laughs> over the last few years. Gosh, it's incredible. I mean, I admire you because I'm not a fan of technology awfully. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. Gosh, I mean, you know, hats off. But you know, it's really good to hold up your hands and be able to say that because you know the way our younger selves would pretend. Oh yeah, I'm zooming all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Tomorrow, actually, I'm training a Jack Russell called Zoom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that cute. <laughs> But Katrina, so you're now running um, a sanctuary yes. called the Hilltop Sanctuary, but yes. you haven't always been running a sanctuary, is that right? <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, my life, I suppose, uh, you know, this is not the life I imagined, and I'm sure there's lots of people, including you, I don't know about you, Anna, but, you know, the life we imagine is often very different to the life we uh, end up in, and I suppose, uh, you know, and I call my, you know, I call myself the reluctant rescuer because I, I do feel every day I'm reluctant, but I still do it. Do you know what I mean? So the sanctuary, I suppose, came about because, you know, you know, to to give it in a sentence, there was nowhere else to turn to when when I came across animals, you know, except other rescues who are already very burdened and, and, and you know, full to capacity. So you can't keep turning to others. And so then I said, I need to start taking in these abused, neglected animals, you know. 
Well, yeah, no, we, um, we should just say that you are in Ireland, right? Now, my yes. geography of Ireland isn't super good, actually. So okay. explain where you are in relation to Dublin. Okay, so Dublin is the East Coast. We're over on the West Coast. So to get to Dublin would be probably a two and a half hour, three hour drive along the motorway. Um, so I'm in County Clare. So I'm not on the coast. So I'm just about half an hour away um, to get to the coastline too, you know. So it, it's beautiful. It is beautiful here. It's very peaceful. Gosh, I bet. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, you know, gosh, I must come and visit, by the way. But we'll talk about that. Um, yes, of course. Air. I'd love yes. to help. Now, explain, though, how long has the Hilltop Sanctuary in County Clare been going? Okay, so basically, um, so uh, I was, I lived in London, and then I, I was living in Dublin. And I suppose I was constantly trying to carve out a career in, in media, whether in film, radio, uh, television, you know, but you know yourself, you end up taking all sorts of jobs to pay the rent. So in Dublin, I was, I was re really, uh, you know, you go to auditions, and you get to the last tree and then you wouldn't get it and I got increasingly frustrated and I have to say it is a life I really wanted because my young when I was a child I always saw the glitz and glamour I was really attracted to it the camera and I often wonder why that was the way it was because my mother was really simple but then I thought growing up my mother used to always talk how you know, we, we were distant relatives of Grace Kelly and I think that imprinted on me oh my god like she became my you know I, I fantasized about having that life and you know I, I mean as a very young child and then the reality is very different yeah. <laughs> you know often only there's, there's there is a few people that make it obviously very successful but I obviously wasn't one of them so I uh, in Dublin I decided I would come back home to the west and then I I, I went back into teaching and counselling and that, that was great. I was working in local radio, I was writing, doing a bit of journalism. And then my, my sister said to me one day, um, you know, do you want to come into an animal charity shop and we could, you know, volunteer for a few hours? So because of background in fashion as well, <laughs> I've got so many careers. I, I sometimes wonder, is this one life? But anyway, and I started doing their windows. And I couldn't get over how um, people were just coming in with their pets and, and giving them up and then people coming in and reporting cruelty. And it, it kind of went over my head a bit. And then I went to, um, uh, you know, a fortune teller. Uh, right, right, we've got to focus on this. Yes. Because I have to say, I did hear yes. an interview with you on a radio station. Yes. Just the other day. <laughs> And I yes. just thought, oh, my God, I love your energy so much. <laughs> You've got to come on a dog's life. And it got to this bit. So basically being, you know, a fashion guru, you know, in the media, mm. which mm. I know, you know, I'm in the media. It's known to be the most kind of fickle. Yes, yes. Almost, you know, yes. pointless life, really. I yes, mean, you know, yes. But you went to see a fortune teller because your yes. friend was having yes. an emotional <laughs> crisis. Yes. She, she just basically wants to know when will he arrive in my life? How many children I'm going to have? And, and she needed company. And I was like, OK, I, I didn't really, you know, believe in him. But I said I would be that supportive friend to go with her. It was a hundred, was a hundred pounds or a hundred euros. I can't remember. It was crazy money. Anyway, I went and I just sat there shaking my head, rolling my eyes. But I was also being very polite to Anna, the fortune teller, when she kept revealing card after card and and, and looking at me and she goes, 
horses, horses and valleys and, and, and you with just a light leading them to valleys and it's going to be terrible and you really have to mind yourself. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Look again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, because, and there was, there was, Anna, there was nothing else but animals and horses and, and predominantly horses. And, you know, I, I, I said, thank you, Anna, but I, no, her name was actually Anna as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I said, this, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I don't even have a dog. And like, and, you know, she actually told my story before it began. And every single thing she, you know, saw has come true. It is, you know, and, and if somebody told me it, Anna, I don't know whether I would believe them. But uh, yeah, so it was amazing, especially a lot of very sick, injured, abused horses she saw. So yeah, it was pretty amazing. Gosh, and she saw you, didn't she, walking in loads of mud, carrying yes. a lantern. Yeah, and, a lantern, and, yeah. And you mm-hmm. were like, that's mm. not me. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and it was me. I have walked in dark fields. I've walked in dangerous places. I've led horses, having to pass by a lot of people. I'm taking deep breaths to go from one end of an area to the other to get the horse out and you know and and how it would come to that was I you know I did go to the the normal channels and I'm all I was told by a superintendent in the Garda station when he warned me about the way I was working I had to use the channels for reporting animal abuse but I the channels weren't working like you know and I have to stress that I don't know any rescuer that actually wants to be a rescuer but it is out of necessity. You do follow protocol and you ring the lines and you send emails off and you ring the Garda stations, but help does not always come, you know. Do you think, and, um, do you think that's hmm. a problem, Katrina, in Ireland? That there's I, kind of- I, yes. I, you know, I've been thinking about this, Anna, because I know it's something that interests you as well. Like, what is going on? And, and you know, I think animal abuse exists everywhere but if you look at a a country like Switzerland they rank so low when it comes to cruelty because they have the best enforced legislation Ireland has the best animal welfare legislation but we do not have consistent and constant enforcement and then when we do get enforcement and it goes to the courts the sentencing is you just bury your hands sorry your head in your hands because it it does not match the crime do you you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah but we've mm. we've got that still here in England you know really yes yeah 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 I mean at the moment you know the government's pronouncing that they're going to bring in the animal um sentience bill you know oh right yes yeah I I heard you saying that on one of your uh yes and how is that going Uh, well it's not going anywhere as far as I can see see oh okay okay okay, the latest is it's going to be discussed in the House of Lords in June and then where it goes from there is probably going to take ages and ages but it's interesting in Spain and in Portugal they have recently made animals sentient so I mean change is happening around the world but it's slow because there's Mm. so much involved you know actually yes quite a sort of dark level which maybe we won't Mm. go to you know yes but yes but equally 
yeah, you know, with dog theft, a dog is still considered like, you know, a an object, an yes, object yes, and, and yes. the pain and the suffering yes. Yeah. is incurred both ways, you know, of course, emotionally mm. to the dog and the human. So, oh, stop. Yes. But do you think Ireland's worse than the UK? Um, I think here, you know, it's very interesting when, when listening to you talk about it, because it's so lovely you know it's like you find someone on the same landscape as you that you're seeing seeing the same surroundings and you know what I mean and it's because for me it's frustrating that you know when you say to me in Ireland it's the worst I think there is a mindset in Ireland of, of normalizing some abuses like you know the way you and I and, and other people animal loving people would see a dog on a chain and be horrified while the owner sees a dog being controlled and it's it's a just a dog and it's that those words just a it, it, it kind of nurtures the mindset of it's okay to do it and this is normal but there is nothing normal about and it's not illegal I don't know is it illegal with over there to have a dog on a chain well, it would depend how long the chain was. Yeah. I mean, okay, it's seen as, yeah. I mean, yeah. because, well, I suppose the thing is as well, I spend so much time in London. Yes. Where there isn't it's, a lot of outdoors, you know. So we, Yes, of course. Yeah. Like you, you know, I don't see faults. Yeah. But, you know, you know I presumed it was, yes. <laughs> like horses. We don't have horses on the Hackney Mall. Well, actually, well, there is the stables, but not. They're looked after. But you yes. know what I mean? Yes, a lot of the work you do is with horses, right? In yes. fact, it was a foal that yes. you, that you know basically changed your life, wasn't it? Because he was yes. tied up as you were driving along. Yes, he- yes. So that's that started the equine while I was you know dabbling in shop windows for an animal charity shop. It was uh, you know it was actually going up to a friend of mine who who took greyhounds from the pound uh, in Ennis in Clare, and she would send take them from the pound before they were automatically put to sleep in the pound but she thought that they wouldn't be automatically put to sleep during the Rhine and she would send them to Italy where the red carpet literally was rolled out for them when they arrived imagine from a track in Ireland to being dumped in a pound to ending up in Italy walking the red carpet to meet your new owner you could make it up it's amazing so wow. it was it was driving up to her place to just walk a few greyhounds which was you know in the beginning it was nerve-wracking but it was like amazing they're just so docile really I was ex- I, I you know I, I was telling another um, journalist how I I turned up in running gear because I thought they would be pulling me along the road. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were like so slow until of course a hare or a rabbit came along and they were like you know okay yeah. you know it would trigger but it was it was going up to her one day there was a full tide on, on uh, with a rope at the side of the road for everyone to see. So, you know, my naivety, again, I rang the numbers. I kept ringing the animal welfare lines connected to the Department of Agriculture, whose remit is animal welfare in this country. And nobody came for weeks. And I was like, okay. So I I, I said, I'm going to have to feed this foal until I figure out what to do. So I went to the local agricultural the co-op store and they didn't have hay so I had to buy haylage and 
you know, the small little convertible, I looked ridiculous filling it with haylage and feed. And would you believe I started feeding her and cars would be passing by. And it was amazing. Like some people would go shout things like, you know, feed your horse and other people get a job. I couldn't believe the abuse I was getting. And here I was like, I'm trying to do something good. But see again, the, the perceptions and the automatic, the, the, the automatic thoughts of that I own the horse I wasn't feeding the horse and I needed to go get a job hello so and then do you know what happened do you know how I met the owners of that foal I was feeding her and I could see them coming and I got really nervous so I literally slid down the the, the verge that I had to climb up to get to her outside the road and guess I got into my car <gasps> thank god thank god thank god I get away the car wouldn't start I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that oh no <laughs> Anyway, so I had these men surrounding me. Why are you feeding her? And anyway, so I was like, took a deep breath and I just said, I might as well be honest, <laughs> but with a smile. <laughs> so I was like, why aren't you feeding your this fool? And, you know, and whatnot. So that started a relationship with that family, a difficult one, but one where I helped a lot of their other animals and how I got that fool in the end she had an accident and she had she was bleeding a lot uh where she was put on a sulky what's that and like a cart for racing so oh. so you know along the road so you know if you've a nerve a young or not but you know and, and by the way no fool under the age definitely uh, it's terrible six, six month old foals uh, or any under two years of age should not be worked because they're still growing and they're still mm. developing so she had an accident and they rang me and they didn't want her anymore and that's how I got her you know but and it have was you from, still got her Katrina this she is fall. now rehomed in Cork and she's she's won uh, uh pony uh, pony camp competitions and for jumping and you know so she's doing really really well but there, there, there's lots of hers that I have fed that that started a feeding program for a few years I, I obviously had to give up my lovely girly car <laughs> to get a big big mucky jeep <laughs> and uh, I started feeding a lot of they they just appeared suddenly as as the fortune teller <laughs> told me they they just appeared so many hungry horses ringing the department ringing the guards and some died uh, and some I, I did get out I had to buy some to save their lives and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to give people who cruelly treat treat animals cruelly money. But when their life, I would want someone to pay money for my life. Hey, Anna, sorry to bother you again. I'm, I know I'm always picking your brains, but you are the expert. <laughs> um, Billy needs a new harness. Uh, the one we have is, I think it's, it's starting to fray. Um, and I always like the um, Prudences and, and Binksies. What would you recommend? Oh, yeah. Well, Prudence and Binks, they wear this brand called Dogs and Horses, which actually isn't based too far away from you. They're at Kensal Rise. Oh, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You could pop over. They've got a workshop there and everything's handmade, you know, to amazing standards. Oh, yes, Billy. About it already, he really yeah. is. You could go visit. And it's all like Italian leather. <laughs> 
Yes, it is. And it's rolled and they've got so many gorgeous colours. And they do a very groovy designed harness. And they do, you know, the leads that I really liked that yeah. are like those double clip leads. Yeah. They're so great because you can shorten them and lengthen them as you need, you know. Well, they do super ones of those, I must say. Cool. All right. So I'll swing by. But if I if I can't swing by, obviously I can buy them online. Eh? Where would I go? Yeah, yeah. It's um their website. What is it now? Oh yes. It's dogsandhorses.co.uk. What's that? So hang on, write that down. Say it again. Dogsandhorses.co.uk. Brilliant. Thanks. Good luck. Cheers. Billy, should we, should we go get a new harness? Billy, should we get a harness? What is it? Let's get a harness. Okay, okay, let's go. So, you know, the actual sanctuary, did you have to find somewhere, you know, to be yes. your base? Yeah, no. So what happened was back then, a lot of I, I made connections quickly with other more established rescues. Uh, and they got they when once I got the horses out, they took them and some are living the dream in Germany. Uh, one fool I rescued is now uh, living in Wales, uh, 17 hands. Uh, they reckon she's going to really make a name for herself and she will be in with the lady forever. It's not like she's going to be used for competition and moved on. She will retire with her. And that's really important to me because in the industry, as you know, sometimes when they stop with Winning, they're no use to you know what I mean mm. Anna so yeah, yeah. that's important that they get to retire or they get to to retire somewhere that I know of if you, if you know what I mean and mm. uh, that's it's important to always know where they are because they can end up going back into that world again uh, by sold at fairs and things like that so you know the the abuse is in every cohort of society you know it, it people assume it's one you know group it's not it's right across the board you know and yeah. the, the, I'm sorry I'm not answering your question the sanctuary then came about because I met a lovely man who saw me at the side of the road and he said if you ever need somewhere to bring these and <laughs> he probably regrets it that was a few years ago and now <laughs> I've now now he too he said to me the other day the state of my house and I was like but can, could you imagine life without them because there's cats pigs goats rabbits and everything now and I said but could you imagine life without them he goes oh I think I could <laughs> that's lovely but you've helped greyhounds as you mentioned yes, you know get to yeah. Italy mm. or with other dogs I mean horses or oh yes so yeah, speaking of that, yeah, so the dogs, so we have uh, currently, uh, we have two dogs that came from a horrific hoarding situation. So it was 35 collies locked in a shed for years. So they would have bred with each other and, and you know, and this, the life cycle would begin. The next generation would start. So a fantastic rescue called Madra, which is uh, Irish for dog. Uh, they went in there with authorities. And this is when authorities do work, depending on where you live. And those collies were saved. Now, those collies, one is 14 and he's blind. The other one is about 12, but I couldn't really touch them in the beginning. They were, they, they've post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, but we're getting there, but they, they kept, they had to have a very secure outdoor space because they, they, to come into the, the house is, 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 
too much for them. Yeah. You know, uh, so the other dogs then, uh, again, ex-chain dogs. We have a stunning German Shepherd that was chained from a puppy. Uh, the, the, the owner would only come every few days to, to feed him. Uh, so that's amazing to see him now with his beautiful coat because he was completely matted. Um, and then we have other dogs that came. One who passed away, sadly, was a, a bait dog. Um, he had seriously psychological issues, trust, and you know, he had a lot of triggers. We had to be careful of sounds, couldn't burn wood in the fire, things like that uh, would cause him to have panic attacks. And then another older dog was found running with a lamb tail on he a lamb lamb ring on his tail at eight years of age, trying to take off his tail at eight years of age. <laughs> so he fought for his life for a week because you know seps it was infected, you know. So how did that happen? What someone a farmer? What, what? Uh, no, no, wasn't a farmer. This was a city dog. City. Uh, I suppose you know this notion of I'd like to, a dog with you know this thing again. What we talked about, they're seen not as sentient but as objects, and just you know this modifying how they look. But as the vet said, at eight years of age, they decided they did not want their Jack Russell to have a tail. Oh, and, and, and what they, oh. you know. Mm, oh, really horrific stuff. And then other other dogs uh, came from the pound. You know, you know, some pounds only give dogs five days yeah. um, uh, before they are put to sleep. Um, and then uh, one from two from a breeder that again have issues. <laughs> so yeah, a real mixed bag. Um, but a lot a lot of dogs we rescue and move on. Uh, most of them come from you know being chained or or. Uh, been neglected which is is abuse really well, it is i mean it yeah. is it's cruelty and neglect yeah you know, yeah yeah words mm. go together you know mm-hmm. and, um, but i mean mm. so you've got this sanctuary with um an amazing it sounds like noah's ark in a way you know um, yes <laughs> and um how do you fund it katrina i mean this it must, is, you know mm. donkeys eat a lot and, mm. and pigs definitely do yeah no definitely and, and a lot of people say this to me and i always you know, there's the only way to answer you is be honest. <laughs> like, you know, I, I have lost a lot of uh, money over, you know, my rescue work. Like I, you know, I had a house, but, you know, when you've so many animals, you know, I had to rent out my house to pay the mortgage, you know, being because, you know, the animals cost an awful lot of money and our outreach work, our feeding work costs a lot of money. So basically, Pat works full-time, I work part-time. Our, all our personal income goes into this, but realistically, you have to pay your health insurance, your 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 direct debits have to go out and all that. But, you know, I used to do it without telling anyone for a long time, and then I realised... I, I, I'm going to be bankrupt and I am going to be on the street with nothing. Uh, so I, I, I told people what I was doing and people would buy me hay. And then with the sanctuary, we started a calendar and the calendar keeps us going for a few months. Do, do you know what I mean, Anna? Like that will cover our vet fees for a few months. It will cover our feed for a few months. And then when we, I always say to people who want to donate, when we are okay, we are okay. I don't like taking in donations because we are okay for now 
we won't be okay in a few months. But it's always good to plan ahead, isn't it? You know? Yes. And, yeah. and, it, and also you never know what's around the corner. Yes. Yeah. One thoroughbred horse that was coming in a bad way because he, uh, her owner really neglected her and, and she was seized by a lovely guard. She cost a lot of money, but she had to be put to sleep in the end. Her equine hospital fee was thousands and we did get help with that from another horse rescue but yes and that's a really good point we do not know like the every time the horse box leaves the yard or we go to pick up a dog or a cat we don't know what bill they will bring i just sometimes i'm conscious i'm so conscious people give so much so i i, I always kind of go can i come back to you in a few months <laughs> you know and especially with ukraine now you know and, and you know and it's so interesting what you said about people seeing animals as objects do you see the mindset of a lot of the ukrainians they see their animals as family their dogs are on their back their cats are in their carriers so do you see the difference in mindsets you know yeah, how, yeah. Hmm. I, but I think, you know, I was thinking about that if Russia invaded London, you know. Yes. I, God, I'd, I'd take my animals with me. I'd be in my mini. I'd be yes. on the Euro tunnel as quick as I could. Yes, yeah. And you see, you don't Somewhere even think else. of <laughs> Yeah, because that's your mindset. You see them as you know, family, sentient. They feel fear just, and, and, you know, and I suppose that's, that, and that, isn't that why sometimes abuse prevails when the mindset is not intervened with via legislation and all of that you know but yeah. yeah sorry how did I leave the sanctuary and funding yes so yes so people are giving so much to more worthy causes at the moment we are fine for now but you know I have I have little books on Amazon they they tip away and they bring in bits every month my counseling work I do a bit of write speech writing for different people so oh. it all adds up but people are very good, like other rescues might get a huge donation of food and they'd never get through it. So they might give us some of that. So, mm, you know, mm. people are very good that way. Yeah. Well, I heard talking about people being really good. Didn't a wonderful man that I think we we both know called John yes. O'Callaghan. Yes, yes. Did he not arrange <laughs> you to get a whole brand new car? <laughs> yes. So, you know, you get that call and you go, oh, you know, because Mike, I, I could not... Uh, justify buying myself a, a car and ooh, even a secondhand car because we have more pressing issues. So I was trying to keep my old car going. And John O'Callaghan, which is like, you know, I always say if I had a PR firm and I was hiring, I'd be headhunting him yes. because he really gets, he, he makes connections quickly. He he pulls on their heartstrings and he gets them to do something. So John said to me, I think I have a garage that wants to sponsor you a car. And I was like, um, you know, I went, oh, the thought, my mother always Said, look the thought is, is as good as the reality mm. so the thought of it was lovely I was imagining myself in there oh my god a car that I don't have to be checking all the lights on the dash and oh my god that would be amazing and he, he, he uh, Sean Murray car sales in Six Mile Bridge his daughter Sarah they got me this fabulous Ford S-Max people carrier but it is like a rescue carrier now it is fabulous it is changed my life and isn't it brilliant it's just like the kindness and as you say it yes is, that's how I was taught when I grew up you know it's like it's the thought mm. that counts yes and yeah. it really is <laughs> oh definitely and, and you know what's so funny do you find uh, as we get older we, we really want things less do you find that that you know that we, even though this car is an amazing thing and give but I do find that people go well do you not miss like going on holidays and you know I don't miss any of that isn't it funny how priorities change 
seeing an animal get well, you know, is is my holiday, if that makes sense. Now, yeah, in, 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 in saying totally, that. Yeah, no, but listen, it totally makes sense to me. I mean, you see, when I grew up, my dad was secretary of the Shropshire branch of the RSPCA. So, oh, wow. yeah, so I learned about some really shocking animal cruelty oh. when I was really young, which, you know, can oh, really wow. distort your mind. And yes, it did, okay. you know, made me really not like people very much you know I mean yes and yes. um and that really God. set the bar and so yes and then through dad you know I'd, I'd do my riding lessons and, yes and he taught me you know so much about dogs and the love of a dog wow. and count on a dog so really yes. it all began very early for me so I, yes I, you know, yeah, I love you know I love travel and everything but these days now with my animals here you know leaving yes Yes, in the holiday, you know, yeah, I mean, isn't, my worry, you know, because I know anything can happen, you see, and I just yes. couldn't bear, bear it, Katrina. Yes, but see, your life lens was changed because of your dad from an early age, so that that became your norm that animals have to be minded, have to be treated really well, and, yeah. and the awareness that people don't always do it, like you know, so yeah, so but you know, Anna, you know, it's not all rainbows and daffodils, it is tough. And and sometimes I do miss like I do miss not having to worry if that makes sense. I, I there's always worry, you know. But you 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 kind of you build up a resilience to carry it better. Years ago, I don't think I think I would have fallen down in a heap. But now I I learned to hold my worry burden better. It's like I'm building that muscle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably inventing new psychological terms now. No, but... I love it though, the building <laughs> muscle. I, I just love that because in a way, you know, caring for another living being mm. and, you know, um, rehabilitating them, I think is such a great gift and it, it's such yeah. a boost. Yes in a way yes. that you really feel like you've done something useful you yes know? absolutely and I remember uh, listening to one of the founders of my lovely horse rescue Patty Davies saying on television in an interview she goes you know I, I, I'm going to paraphrase I said you still have to put on your lipstick or otherwise if you stop doing that you'll end up in a, in a pool of PISS she said and you You'll be like surrounded with animals and you'd be a mess, you know, and, and she was right. So now and my mother always said that always put on a bit of lipstick because whatever else is going on, you, you distract them, you know. So I always try to do that. I always try and maintain some form of, you know, you know, as, as a woman, some sort of form of a little girliness you know uh, because even going to work now finding cat animal clothes that aren't all covered in hair yeah. <laughs> like so hard no, I love that well that's brilliant advice Katrina you know always put on a bit of lipstick and yes yes and it's just that little bit of you know self-respect and yeah dignity. yeah yeah just recap then so Hilltop is that part of my lovely horse or is it separate? Oh no, my lovely horse, they are they are what you know, if I was ever a horse in my next life needing help, I would want my lovely horse rescue. They are amazing. So they're based in Dublin and they're based in Cork, but they do all animals now and they nearly cover the whole country. They have taken 
uh, a horse off me badly in need of, of a home to go to a rescue space they've taken pigs off me they are amazing so that uh Katty Davy I don't know she's a singer she uh founded it with two of her friends one being Martina Kenny um so really the work they do is amazing but again they're fighting the system they're asking they're constantly pleading with our minister of agriculture enforce the law they brought in all of these laws but they're not being enforced and I love that they're saying it as well because Sometimes rescues, I think, are, you know, because they depend on the Department of Agriculture for their grants, even though their grants are so teeny tiny. But I think I feel some are afraid to be outspoken about it, you know. I think it's good to be outspoken, Katrina. Mm, I, I really yeah. do, particularly at the moment, because the world has literally turned upside down in, in yes. so many ways. Yes, and so, yeah. And then, yeah. but for Hilltop, so, you know, you are like um, like a charity in your own right. Yes, yes. So I suppose how, like, I suppose if people want to support us, like they can do a number of things. They can, like, we have little things for sales, like different books and you can still, it's March now but you can still buy our calendar fantastic well I must and, get one actually and oh, then, I should have sent you one for all your support my goodness don't be silly no gosh <laughs> listen I mean I just like you know looking at lovely pictures actually but um yeah no oh Katrina and then have you got a campaign coming up yeah so for what I'm going to do for uh, uh for St. Patrick's weekend mm. I'm going to run a raffle because I've got uh, John O'Callaghan has has got some fantastic uh, 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 prizes for us, Raffle like canine portraits, and Rachel Dubber gifts from her, and Alana Feeney donated a, a voucher for Kelly's Resort. So I've got loads of things. So raffle tickets will be cheap as chips, but like if everyone you know bought one raffle ticket for five euros, it would all all add up. Do you know what I mean? And it, yeah, and, that's and where thing. will they be able to do that? Is that so I, I, I'm go it's going to be on our Twitter page. So it's at Cat Lowry uh, 54 or am I at Cat Lowry? I have a private one and then I've, oh my God, they, they'll see us anyway. Hilltops, I think it's at, just at Cat Lowry. And uh, so that's the Hilltop Sanctuary Ireland page because I believe there's a Hilltop Sanctuary over there as well that we get confused with. And, you know, and, and just to follow us on Twitter, that would be great. Or follow my my blog, The Reluctant Rescuer, that would be brilliant as well. And are you on Instagram as well, Katrina? No, and I should be, shouldn't I? Oh, I don't <laughs> Listen, I'm not I... a mad fan of it all myself, but it's important okay. to get all of, these, all of these links, by the way, are going to be in the show notes, Katrina. Oh, thank you. That yeah. would be brilliant. And let's give it a big plug up for St. Patrick's Day. Perfect. Yeah, I have to say, Anna, I, I wish we had the equivalent of your podcast over here. Like, and you're so good to to dip into what's happening over here as well. And it really means a lot that you do that, highlighting puppy farming and things like that. Oh, Katrina, look, thank you again for today because I know you're so busy and to spare the time to chat. Oh, no, thank you so much, Anna. And it's, you know, the fact that I'm in the sun outside a public library with Wi-Fi signal and not hanging off the edge of the stable at Hilltop trying to get coverage to speak to you. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> amazing. Well, I'm glad because you might have fallen off. Or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll be digging this up for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, thank Katrina. you. Thank, thank you, you so again. Much. Bye. Hey, Mr. Binks, that's our show. What did you think? Yes, I know, you're also very lucky indeed. 
What's that? Yes, you're right. It is time for Woof of the Week. I believe that sometimes our relationships with dogs certainly are written in the stars. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again to Katrina Lowry, and all the links for Katrina are in the show notes. Thanks again, of course, to Mike, my producer. You can find out more about him and his company at Pod People UK. And for more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We are back in your feed next Sunday.